0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Philosophy Rekindled with our focus book, the 1920 published version of Tertium Organum by Peter Espensky. Today we are discussing Chapter 23. This is Part 5. You will find the audio version of this chapter as an additional audio to this podcast, and you'll also find additional information on our website, philosophyrekindled.com. Today my guest is Peter Lancet, hypnotherapist, author and classic scholar. And I'm Alice Flanagan, fiction author, computer programmer and podcaster. Thanks so much for joining us, and welcome Pete. So where do we go from
1: here, Giza?
0: Okay, so Spensky then does a little bit of a summary of the different levels of consciousness which he has gone through in the book. He talks about the first form, the one-dimensional space, the second form, the two-dimensional space, third form, three-dimensional space, and then he talks about the fourth form, a sense of four-dimensional space, a sense of time, Intuition, cosmic consciousness, mystical sensation of a living universe, reality of the wondrous, sensation of infinity, manifestation of the soul. In inverted commas. Well, he doesn't say that in mine. Whoa! What does he say in yours? First of all, much less. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I haven't finished. I've got more.
1: (laughs) No, I I gathered that, but this is interesting because when he talks about the fourth form in the revised version that I have here. He says, the beginning of the understanding of four dimensional space, a new concept of time, the possibility of more prolonged self consciousness. In other words, stepping into the dream time for longer, not just the flash. He uh, He does talk about flashes of cosmic consciousness, the idea and sometimes the sensation of a living universe, a striving toward the wondrous, and then he says the sensation of infinity beginning of self-conscious will and moments of cosmic consciousness who else believed in the beginning and application of self-conscious will let's put one put your right hand out at the shoulder inclined slightly (laughs) (laughs) those those geezers that master race in germany 1933 to 1945 well, I mean, it was before then, but uh, yeah, they, they talked about the will. The, the will is a critical factor in their philosophy. It's absolutely critical. I mean, they even had a propaganda film made, and it is a wonderful movie, if you ever get to see it, called Triumph of the Will. It's made by an incredibly great filmmaker, a woman named Leni Riefenstahl. Fabulous film, worth watching. But yeah, Will, the Will. Self-conscious will.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. He, he, um, he says something in mine, because as you know, it's entirely different and, and probably more cryptic. He said, uh, individual man as an independent unit, morality as a sensation of a higher world.
1: Mm, he doesn't say that here.
0: Um, man as a center of forces and a center of forthcoming actions possibility of
1: personal immortality no don't give me any of this oh hang on he gives us possibility of personal immortality at the end yeah that's that's the that's the last thing he says he says thus the third form he goes back to the third form includes that man whom science studies in other words you see us us we, we were not the master race we are lab rats that science studies Science yeah. cannot study the master race because that form is characteristic of a man who's beginning to pass out of the field of observation of positivism and logical understanding. So that man can act in ways that are not restricted by the logic and therefore the morality of the third man. The third man is the majority of us. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a a travel brochure. Oh well, you might get into first class or you might go cattle class. That's it just depends one. on <laughs> what ticket you've got, and uh, we give out the tickets.
1: There's only another like page, and I don't even see that there's a point going through it because he's he's not saying anything new.
0: Have you got? I've got a couple of pages actually. Mm-hmm. I've got two two and a half pages, and yeah. I've got this big heading
1: called evolution or culture or culture, yeah okay mm-hmm. let, let me sum it up it's not evolution it's culture <laughs>
0: bang yeah um, it's not nature it's
1: not nature it's nurture argument solved yeah debate debate over
0: yep. that's what he's saying yep. all right well yes he continues on with
1: that i love this high mental culture high intellectual attainments are not necessary conditions at all the example of many saints who were not intellectual but who undoubtedly attained cosmic consciousness shows that cosmic consciousness may develop in purely emotional soil. In other words, even a stupid saint might get a flash of
0: consciousness. So do you think there's a chance for us simple women, the four-year-old child, the cunning savage, we're all in the, we're all in the, in the, in the running. We've all got a ticket in the raffle.
1: <laughs> what he doesn't say here, though. Is that it could well be that the non intellectually gifted saint could still have the genetics necessary for the flash of the, the spontaneous glimpse into cosmic consciousness. It might it might be that they are special for a reason.
0: Well he does say that, doesn't he? He sort of well. says, you know, purely emotional soil that yeah, it can develop in that, that purely emotional soil. Well, yeah, okay. Well, sorry have I missed your point.
1: No, no 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 I I agree with it. I agree with you.
0: Um he does say cosmic consciousness is also possible of attainment through the emotion attended upon creation in painters musicians and poets.
1: Art in its highest man yeah, art in its highest manifestations is a path to cosmic consciousness. Really? Is that right? Now what what do you who the hell are you who do you des- to describe what the highest manifest manifestation of art is? You see The cave paintings in La Salle in southern France, you know, 30 to 50,000 years old, they would be considered very simplistic and so on. Is that not art of a great attainment? Because let me tell you, they attained cosmic consciousness. They went into those caves, it was difficult, they dragged pigment in there, they dragged fat that they had to burn to give them any light, otherwise they wouldn't have drawn anything at all. Why do you think they did did that oh we've got fuck all to do today let's go down those caves they're really tight and, let, and paint some on the fucking walls these were these were rituals and these were um individual shamanic practices uh you know oh anyway neither here nor there I, I i disagree you see once he says art in its highest manifestations. I'm just saying that the process of creating art can stimulate those things within you. Why does he have to say art in its highest manifestations? He doesn't want ordinary people to think that if they get a piece of paper out and start sketching, <laughs> that they're likely to have it because it's it's beyond you. Unless you are attaining the highest forms of art, which by the way the moral cage will have told you is something that ordinary people can't attain, You really have to be a gifted painter, a Michelangelo or a Pizarro or, you know, a Nicholas Poussin or something. I say Poussin uh, pointedly. Um, But, you know, there was no need for him to put that. He could have just said art in all its manifestations is a path to cosmic consciousness, couldn't he? But he's chosen not to. He's chosen to keep that cage tied right around you.
0: Well he, he have you got this bit as well that comes straight after that very interesting also is the role and this is in capitals of, of erotics in the appearance and development of cosmic consciousness
1: no, he's taken that out and i and I know why I think he's been guided on this um now this um, reevaluation of the book that that became the second one. He's taken that yeah. out because he wants people kept in the moral cage
0: yeah. He's he's capitalized erotics. Like he's he's he was making a statement for sure, but now he's like, Oh, you can't say that But it happens to be true. It happens to be
1: the truth. You can, yes, and well, it does. Yeah. And you know, it we've been through that in these before yes. when I've discussed, you know, the nature of sex in magic and occult ritual and so on, and how you do attain these higher forms and what tantra is to the the people you know the indian subcontinent and the people that practice it it's not it's not as widespread there as uh, people would have you believe but it certainly is out in the open there it is a way to attaining that glimpse and that connection with cosmic consciousness and they don't want people to know that because that takes them out of the moral cage they want you in the moral cage why does morality exist in the way that it does because they don't want people doing this and morality stops people from doing this so they've 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 made illegal psychedelic substances for no purpose whatsoever and they've made immoral um, free sex free sexual and erotic activity so that's that that's how that's happened
0: job done
1: boom and he's and it's interesting that he's taken it out of the revised version so somebody i'm going to suggest that this somebody would be somebody who is one of the master race will have suggested (laughs) to him that you revise this and you revise it like this and for for goodness sake that bit take it right out yep yep we know what it means but we what if this falls into the hands of the masses I think there was very little chance. <laughs> but, you
0: know, <laughs> yeah, true. He uh, he gives Doctor Buck a bit of a a serve at the end of this too. He yeah. says, you know, perhaps if he hadn't been reading poetry, he'd been actually out working or or doing something vulgar like playing cards or yeah. or you know doing the night shift or reading a paper, he wouldn't have had his cosmic conscious experience at all. You know, <laughs> no, it was only he that he was. Having the delights of a poetry evening—the lucky thing that he managed to to put himself in the right zone. I've got to tell you,
1: <laughs> if I had the choice between a poetry evening with my mates or an erotic experience, it's a fucking no-brainer. My mates can take a swerve. They're gone. They're out of here. They're, I know they no longer exist. They're dead to me now. <laughs>
0: Look, I reckon you'd even settle for a night with cards and booze. I mean, <laughs> over a card night. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I do, over I, a poetry night. I do, <laughs> I do have,
1: a, I have a library of poetry, but sitting around reading it with other men is not what I consider to be an experience that I would ever wish upon an enemy, let alone
0: myself. Yes, I must say I do love poetry, but I don't sit around with my friends either. As as a female uh, company, we we would not last too no. long. No. Uh, anyway, um, he says he says basically that um, the inner d- dictates the outer. So you know you've got to start this this process uh, this attunement um, by concentration of the inner world. And um, so you can't attain cosmic consciousness artificially. You're either born with it. This is this is what he sort of says in the rest of this chapter. Or maybe but it's it Maybelline. Be, yeah, maybe it's Maybelline. But it can be developed or throttled, and when it appears that person belongs to a special race in the midst of humanity. So, you know, if, if someone pops up and they look like they might have it, they can choose to develop it or... you know yeah no you might have been born with it but um we're not going to what did it say uh,
1: what did you just say about um this um this group in the center of humanity just because that's not in mine
0: this is the this is what it says the possibility of manifestation of cosmic consciousness cannot be inoculated artificially a man is either born with or without it. Yep. This possibility can be throttled or developed, but it cannot be created. And when it appears, it indicates that a given man belongs to a special race living in the midst of humanity, to which, en masse, this property is denied.
1: Okay, that last that last bit isn't in my book. Oh. He's taken that out.
0: And he's got en masse, being in the, Fran- the French, yeah, um in italics. So you know he's emphasising it.
1: Yeah, but that whole last bit wasn't in about the centre of you. Hum- you know, well, so there it is. So by by the way, you know this this idea that anybody can attain it isn't isn't what he's, he's saying here, is it?
0: No, he's saying you can't be. Um, and this is why I think he's given well, Doctor Buck a big serve because Doctor Buck's kind of said, "Oh, you know, don't worry, just relax, it'll all happen." And he's going, Oh, what a wanker. Uh it's not, not gonna happen unless you've got <laughs> unless you unless you've got a pass. If you haven't got a special key, a secret sign or whatever, you're out.
1: Now the thing is that yes, you can develop a higher plane of understanding. You can have the flash of inspiration, you can have, you can go through all of this stuff. But what you can't be is one of them. Because they're not The the disguised part about this is the separation of them from the en masse of humanity. Mm. These people, I'll call them people, but I really shouldn't, these creatures, they're not human. They may look human, but they're not. I mean, let's face it, a zebra looks like a horse, probably more like a mule, but it isn't one. So yes, they can be amongst us, and they are. But they're not like us, then, because they're not us.
0: So that's interesting if you, you know, and I believe too that you could have that flash of Tory, and then what you do with it doesn't mean you join the ranks of Bislot. Bislot.
1: Well, let me put it this way. They won't allow you to join their ranks. You could be then a useful servant of them at a lower level, but you're not going to be where they begin on the pyramid.
0: Mm. The next uh, paragraph, I, I'd be interested to see if you've got it. Unaware that they possess this in italics gift of the gods.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just, I was just my, sorry, you're going to have to start yeah. that again because I was just putting my hand up to let you know, no, I don't have it. So carry on. Oh, you don't on. have it. Okay. No, well, going.
0: let me read this. Yeah. Unaware, this is continuing on from the yeah. those that don't, you know, the habit. Unaware that they possess this gift of the gods Or not knowing how to utilise it, men of this higher type often lose it, sinking into the material world and its interests and worries and beginning to believe in the reality of this world, in the reality of illusion or maya.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
0: true. It's true. Yeah. Not all can learn to discern the real from the false, but he who can will not receive this gift of discernment free. This is a thing of labor, a thing of great work which demands boldness of thought and boldness of feeling okay great, and then he does a great work is not talks. an
1: accidental yet yeah, great work is not an accidental phrase okay because that's that's the word that that's the phrase that's interchangeable with alchemy and the alchemical process, which again has been and we've we've been through this before traduced over history to mean oh these. These silly old codgers in the Middle Ages that were trying to turn lead into gold—ha! <laughs> Even though positivistic science can now do that at an enormous cost and process, but it can be done. But it really, alchemy is a spiritual transformation, and it is this development within those who can do it to to become something different. It's a transformational process. So, how interesting that he talks about it mm. in this way. But do you know what's really clear from this? because this is right at the end of the very last chapter is um you know those of you who are not born with it you're fucked you (laughs) don't don't waste your time
0: yeah that's pretty much what he's saying
1: that's literally what he's just said in that bit that's missing from my book that you've just read
0: yeah Uh, and that's interesting that he's taken it out has he got anything else in there in its place or it's just gone
1: he's put not all yeah he has got something uh, he has got that thing about it being a great a, a great labor a thing of great work which demands boldness of thought and boldness of feeling by boldness he means step outside the moral fucking cage mhm because the ubermensch does not live in the same cage as the fucking slaves go yeah. to the pala go to the palace of your own making but not all can learn to disarm... So. he says to me he says here not all can learn to discern the real from the false yeah that's what i've got so basically how do you know whether you're the one that can because you'll be you'll be laboring forever won't you trying uh, and failing and and then you'll see yourself as a failure and that will put you even further into the moral cage because it will diminish you as the man that you are.
0: said you know, for a book that has had a lot of great stuff in it, he does finish pretty poorly. He just comes right out with, it's almost like his evil side has come out. There you <laughs> Although go. Although there's that, no good that, and evil. That good there's and no evil good and evil. Again,
1: he is what he is, and he's writing for his audience. And his audience <laughs> yes. isn't the general public. It never was. I can remember saying this a year ago, nearly, when we first started, when we, we went through this. this, this book, this book's audience isn't what you think it is. He was never into. He never thought he was going to sell a million copies of this. Let me tell you.
0: True. Now listen. The conclusion. Um, yeah. It does. There's a lot in the conclusion, and he and he. Is there? He there's, sort only,
1: of, there's only three pages in mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, three pages, but it's packed got uh, four pages but um it's pretty packed with stuff but it seems to he, he's in the conclusion he sort of breaks away from this last bit of the last chapter like it never happened and then mm-hmm. goes back to being espensky the um you know the great seer as opposed to espensky the predictor of doom although he does talk about the apocalypse do he, you? I'm going I'm going
1: I don't think he was a predictor of doom again you're looking at it from your perspective
0: Yes, from the one that's not got the bloodline
1: Uspensky knows that he has he's, he's, he's writing from the perspective of the master race for him he no. wasn't it wasn't a prophecy of doom yeah true true in fact this this was an encouraging book for those those people you know who, who are on that path who are of that genetic disposition the lucky the lucky non-humans that, that appear as humans yeah. amongst us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's a, to me, it's, to uh, me
1: that's, that last chapter is a celebration for
0: them. For them. Mm. Yes, well, let me put it this way. Spensky took off the cloak and uh, did, did the big reveal mm. in the last part of the chapter, but the conclusion goes back to the sentiments of previous chapters, in my opinion. Does it?
1: Why? Where? It does. In what way?
0: Well, he starts. He goes back to talking about love being the great um, expander for the space sense, like giving hope that these things can can be achieved.
1: Oh, well, uh, he talks. Yeah, it. love is the path to sainthood I had to. I had to go down a page and a half to find that.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: yes. <laughs> before he before he gets onto that, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, he, but as I'm saying, he becomes very philosophical again. He talks about love and, and its connection to sanctity. Uh, he talks about uh, the the. Uh, okay,
1: right. Let's let, 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 let's let's cut to the chase here. Um, just in case this book falls into the wrong hands, <laughs> he's giving <laughs> he's giving value to morality. He says you can get you can get here because of this. Why must love give comprehension? That love. Leads to sanctity, blah, 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 blah. And you can keep that in, the blah, blah, blah. Um, sanctity, that is the state of the spirit liberated from the duality of man, from his eternal disharmony of soul and body. And then we go on, you know, about the, the church and the saints, and he goes on about St. Paul and, you know, righteousness, morality, religiosity. And we say that all this is merely the path to sanctity. Sanctity, though, is something more, something attained. But it is, after all, immaterial how we shall understand the words, in its meaning or in ours, sanctity is a superhuman quality. In the region of morality, it corresponds to genius in the region of mind. Love is the path to sainthood. So basically, he'll tell you, go back to reading your Bibles and the works of the apostles and the saints, And follow the moral code, and that way you may attain uh, what you're seeking. Well, he knows that you won't, because he's told us that you won't. But what he will do is give hope to those people who think that they can attain it by sending them down this path of duality and morality. He puts the word morality in there, which he doesn't usually use very often. I've, I've I've used it a lot, but he doesn't, and he has here. In other words, stick to the religious moral code that we've presented you with and work from within that framework. Whereas in the previous chapter, in the bit that he's taken out of mine, but was in yours, he's told you that unless you step outside that moral cage, you're going bloody nowhere, even if you do have genetics of the master race.
0: Mm, Interesting too that he says sanctity is a superhuman quantity quality and And he's linking sanctity with religion. Like, he's he's basically saying it's the path to God.
1: Yep. So, basically, he's introduced cognitive dissonance into his conclusion, just to fuck up people Mm. who may inadvertently get hold of this book and try to follow it to to gain some cosmic understanding.
0: Yeah, and he says... uh that he, well he does talk he has this quote about the apocalypse which you know he, he starts with saying that um you know what what does this mean there shall be time no longer that's the apocalyptic angel swears there should be time no longer and then he does this great dissertation on what does that mean the mystery of time and you know we've already Love. talked about it we've said it's you know the, the expansion of the space sense. so he's kind of wrapping all that that uh that scientific stuff in and then he then he goes on to say, but the scientific method is rubbish. You can't, you know, you 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 can't get anything from it. And uh, I love it. He says, um, but let us look at these words of the Apocalypse and the, wrongly um, oh, I'll say it wrongly and the epistles from the standpoint of our usual positivistic thinking, which sometimes condescendingly agrees to admit that the metaphorical meaning of mysticism. What shall we see? And then he goes, We shall see nothing in capital letters
1: and with an an exclamation exclamation mark. mark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The flash of mystery which appeared just for an instant will immediately disappear. The words will be without any content. Nothing in them will attract our wearied attention, which will merely glide over them as it glides over everything. We will indifferently turn the page and indifferently close the book. And I think that says a lot. It's basically, uh, well, you won't understand it, so you'll just glaze over it. Oh, yeah, no, no, blah, 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 blah. Big other, uh, uh, end of the book. Yeah, yeah, I've read the book. Job done.
1: That's
0: it. Uh, which, you know, for this book we could easily have done, but we have pulled it apart and we have looked at everything, pulled out every nuance, uh, highlighted things that, well, I, I glazed over. You highlighted
1: them. Yeah, I know, but since we were do since we were doing it, you know, we might as well bloody do it. Um and frankly, I don't give a I don't give it a rat's ass if people that listen to this don't agree with what I've said. That's that's for them. They they to pull it apart themselves. Um but what I would suggest is that one thing that you should never do with a book like this is just skim through it. And then take out the, and then just take out the bits that, that, that sparked you, because if you do that, you'll only, you'll only get a reinforcement of what you already believed. What you won't see is what he's saying, or any writer come to that of a philosophical work like this. Mm. Mm. So so forensic forensic reading is not the same as getting the job done. Yeah, okay, it's a big book and it's it's a it's about an awkward bloody subject that most people would fall asleep thinking about, let alone reading. But you could read it pretty quickly. You could skim through it pretty quickly. It's three hundred pages the version I've got. You could go through that. What's that? About a hundred thousand words? Yep, about a hundred thousand. You can get through it really quickly, but what will you have got out of it? You'll have wasted that time. A book like this You've got to question everything he says, everything he says, absolutely every word. You've got to notice which words he's highlighting or which words he's hiding. Yeah. Especially in that last chapter.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got a few other things I'd just like to pull out on the last page, if I may. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's talking about science. He's basically saying science denigrates any thinking of your own. It, yeah, of course it does. He's he's making he's making science the bad guy. Which it is. Um which it is, yeah. He says everything transcending the limits of ordinary consciousness is declared to be pathological. The Chinese wall of positivistic sciences and methods is built up around free investigation. Everything rising above this wall is condemned as unscientific, which is where we are now. Anything Absolutely. that doesn't fall into that. Uh, dare I say it? Because I know this is a trigger for you, Pete. We'll go into the woo woo
1: category. <laughs> yeah. which No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I've, I've already ranted enough today. I, I, my my ranting muscles oh, are aching.
0: Oh good. Your rantometer is 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 uh, has peaked. Yeah, so I he need, says, I, I need a service. <laughs> so then he says, and seen in this way, positivism, which before was a symbol of progress. Now appears as conservative reactionary, and then this is the interesting thing: the existing order is already established in the world of thought, and to fight against it, it is declared to be a crime.
1: Yeah, well, that's how that's how it works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it literally is a crime now because your country, our country, are talking to make are talking about making it a criminal offence. To go against the existing, the, their accepted scientific um, outpourings about the coronavirus COVID virus um, scandal, mm, yeah. you know. To to me, you know that that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, with, I frankly I don't care whether there's a virus or there isn't a virus. I I mean probably there is. I don't know, but um, you know they. I don't understand why we should lose free speech. If the virus is exists and it's as dangerous and deadly as they're saying it it is, that wouldn't ma- It wouldn't matter if some people said no, it isn't. It doesn't exist and it's not dangerous. That shouldn't matter, should it? Yeah. We'd all have evidence anyway that it did. But I don't. I don't. I don't understand why there is this sudden need to stop people speaking their truth. Yeah. But nevertheless, that's that's where we are.
0: And that is that, this a hundred years ago. They've said it's already there.
1: Yeah, it's and, all uh, already
0: there. Yeah. With, astonish, with astonishing rapidity, those principles which only yesterday expressed the highest radicalism in the region of thought have become the basis of opportunism in the region of ideas and serve as blind alleys, stopping the progress of thought.
1: Yep. And for that, read Relativity, General and Special, in particular. That's what... That's what really started the onrush in the twentieth century.
0: Mm. Yep, it's uh, he he does give theosophy a bit of a uh, a dig, which I surprised me. He says the idea of evolution brings together positivism and theosophy. Theosophy is passing along the same path that many movements of thought have passed before, beginning with a bold revolutionary search for the wondrous. Theosophy soon started to fall away from that and. Stop at some found in inverted commas, truth, which are gradually converted into indisputable dogmas.
1: Well, that's a, no, but he is. He, why does that surprise you? I mean, to be fair, because
0: uh, he he loves Helena. He loves well, he Helena. did.
1: He did. I mean, they they fell out, and he is the thing. It did become that theosophy did absolutely become a thing. Look at it today. Look it up. It's like it's no different than Catholicism. Mm. If you really want to I you know look, following the shamanic path is the best way of attaining anything that goes beyond positivism in this world right now, and you can do it on your own, you could do it in a prison cell. Um, you can do it anywhere you like. You need nothing, you need no books, you need nothing. You can follow shamanic practice because it's internal and it's individual. You can have the experience. So you know, I I would do that, but people love it. They love witchcraft. So instead of going out and and becoming one with nature and finding the answers, which is semi shamanic, you know, old old witchcraft is very very much an earth magic. Um Instead of that, they love Wicca and have and they all have a book of shadows and all all kinds of other bloody rubbish. They go along. Everybody loves these dogmas and these are the traps that have been created for them to fall into and fall into them, they
0: do. Yeah, look over here. So I'm going to finish with the last. I'm going to read the last paragraph because I can and then we're finishing the book. He says, all that arrests the motion of thought is false and that is in capital letters. Have you got that? That's in capital letters and... uh, um, a statement, a paragraph of its own.
1: Okay, yeah, and it's in capitals. Yeah, all that arrests the notion yeah. of thought is false. Yeah,
0: okay, that's yeah. So that's his that's his final statement. Therefore, mm-hmm. the true and real progress of thought is only in the broadest driving toward knowledge that does not recognize the possibility of arrestment in any found alex forms at all. The meaning of life is in eternal search. And this is in italics. And only in that search can we find something truly new. End of the book.
1: Well, you had to end it with something, but that was that last paragraph was neither here nor there, was it really? I got nothing from it,
0: considering that uh, we've just been, you know, shot between the eyes yeah. <laughs> the last half a chapter. Yeah. Um, no, well, I mean, no, yeah.
1: from from a from a, a literary point of view, you have to find something that ends the work yes and, and and that that's what he'd done he just came up with a paragraph but frankly it 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 went it goes nowhere it just ties the ribbon around the package
0: that's all yep yep i agree with you it uh look that's the end of the book pete it has been a mammoth journey Bloody and hell, I, thank <laughs> <It's> been, <laughs> I thank you i thank you for fantastic. everything <laughs> you have uh I've just so enjoyed I, I say too. this I just have so enjoyed working through this book with you it's been full of surprises it's been full of uh twists and turns that when I just glanced over it it would seem the first time <laughs> I must yeah. be I must admit I was guilty of it it has made such a whew, um the the, the the discussions has really brought it to life I uh, well, thank you
1: the great thing about Discussing it to others is that you can go into individual phrases. I mean, not just paragraphs, not just sentences. Picking out a single word and say, "Why did he use that word there? What does what what impact does that have on the idea that we believe that he's trying to put across?" And it does make a difference, you know highlighting where he's italicized something or put them into capitals i actually i mean obviously uh, i get the feeling that when he's capitalizes a word or a phrase it has even more force than the italics he's
0: shouting at
1: us he's, he's shouting, shouting. Well, I've shou- well i've shouted back all the way through this
0: <laughs> your rants are legendary uh, lancetisms well, I, I i
1: enjoy it because honestly without that Without the rents and the shouting, people do gloss over things. People often do pick up a book. a lot A lot of times, people buy books, you know, and put them on the shelf so that they they think that they'll read them one day. Then you go to the stage after where somebody will have, for example, Tertium or this particular book, and they'll pick it up and they say, "You know what? I am going to read it." And it's not easy going, so they do skim across it, and they they've done it in a few days. Well I read that I don't know what I meant what it meant off of it and this that and the other. And they don't know what it meant because they didn't actually go into it. Us we've been able to do that, haven't we? We've been able to take yeah. it apart literally line by line. Which is not something that we tend to do, any of us.
0: It's hard to do on your own.
1: It is, but, but having a discussion, having somebody to feed off, makes it easy to do it and enjoy it does. because it allows for precious ranting time. Yes. I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I don't even expect anybody to agree with me most of the time. Um, but, you know, have your own inner rant and disagree with me. That's bloody great. But at least be thinking of the matter.
0: Yeah, that is that is the thing. And that's that's what I think it has been of value. It's made me think. Made yeah, me think I,
1: a lot. I hope the people that listen to it have done and I hope they've enjoyed the ranting as well because, you know, <laughs> I do. It's my release button.
0: Well, as the editor, I've enjoyed hearing it a second time because I've had to.
1: <laughs> okay, well, well, let's wrap it up then. That was brilliant. Thanks to you for everybody that listened. I'm glad that you stayed with
0: us. Yeah, thank you, everybody who's who's had the whole journey with us. You're brilliant. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we look forward to you know you joining us for our next venture,
1: which will be announced at some point. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Bye.
0: Yeah, have a good one. Bye.